generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back, you're listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. It's 2023, it's 12 minutes past 10am in the morning on the 1st of January 2023. Mikey's in the studio. (laughs) I was writing a a bit of content this morning and sitting there thinking, right, before I go and waste my day, potentially at the pub later on... I'll do something productive, and I thought, fuck, I wonder if it's a good time to do a podcast with Mikey. I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> Ten seconds later, Mikey says, should we pod? Yeah. <laughs> so, clearly, you're not hungover. No. I'm not hungover. Nah. But that's, admittedly, from my side, that is because I uh, got a little bit crook. So, that got in the way of me being able to go out and uh, lear up and you've, see in the new year. You've probably got COVID. I tested twice. No. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, which is oh, yeah. interesting. So who knows? It's got some sort of bug, but fuck, who cares about that? What's interesting, mate, is that song that's playing of that live concert. There's someone. It's ten a.m. on the first of January. There's someone like watching that concert right now, still. Probably. Yeah, and we're in here. <laughs> <laughs> they probably got all sorts running through their blood. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But what we like? What What are you up to, mate? You're uh, You've obviously woken up, fired up on the first day of this new year. Yeah. I don't feel like you've taken a break. Let's just address that first. I have. You have? I have. What did you yeah. have, 24 hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. I um. I went away for like almost two days and did, a, did two fishing trips in those two days up north a little bit. Um, and then I've had various other days out on the boat just down here in Auckland just fishing. So I've had all up probably like a good five days so far. And we closed on the 21st. And technically, we don't reopen until the 16th. Nice. But I have been, like, I did a mm, almost full day in the office yesterday, New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just had, like, a, just a wave of energy, eh? Have you? Yeah, after we closed, I was like, cool. Took the, took the team to Christmas lunch and did my Christmas day and stuff. And, um, 
had a couple of days of just like not much to do, so I just went fishing or whatever, and then uh, just got to get, I'm just like humming for productivity, eh? Like I can't go around telling people that this country needs to speed up and we need to get rid of speed bumps if I'm not going to do it myself, you know? Got ya. So that's what I feel like right now. I feel like I'm just driving at 200 kilometres an hour. So you've been <laughs> using your energy and finding ways that you can keep speeding up and removing speed bumps effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like all I'm, that's my, my headspace for 2022 is just like more and better. Just nice. like do it. If, if it can be improved, improve it. Um, and it's, I've sort of been trying to trend in that direction for last year, um, but it's starting to be ingrained now. And like everything I look at, I'm like, how do you do it better? How do you do it better? How do you do it better? And better might just be one percent, I'd imagine. Could be, could be anything, you know. Like, just, just little shit. Like, um, what's a good example? I mean, I've done this for a while, but in the bottom of your email signatures, put kind regards in your name, so you don't have to type it every time. Nice shit like that. Yep. You know, any any tiny little hack you can do, use it. Um, so yeah, I'm just in that in that mode man and I just want to fit more in and get more done and, and you can like when you start adding all of these tiny little things together I'll just be so efficient <laughs> mate it's, it's exactly what I was thinking about yesterday sometimes people will ask me oh um, like how do you get so much done mm. and I started thinking about this because I was read some stat and I can't remember the stat perfectly but basically to be in the top one percent of podcasts in the in the world, I think you've got to do more than twenty one episodes. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, it, I thought I've probably done two hundred and something podcasts in two thousand and twenty two, and that one thing alone means that technically I'm a one percenter mm. in the world. Yep, for podcasting, does that matter? Fuck, don't know. Don't really care. Like maybe it will, but. Depends what you can put it on the CV for the job you're never going to apply for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, does that have any importance? But then I was thinking, you know, people often will say, "Oh, should I?" I don't know how you juggle all of this, and it's all of exactly what you said before. It's all of the little things that you tidy up in your life mm. that have massive impact, and you don't realize how big the impact is. And I think for years, I thought you had to make like drastic changes to. Mm. to achieve things but really the biggest jumps I've had in life I think have been by tidying up real small things Mm. and the one that I reckon would be most bizarre for people is that you know I try to as an example when you have to pay for a bill on your credit card I'm like fuck that is stupid that's Mm. that's 30 seconds yeah direct debit that shit baby yeah gone and so Oh, you've done it once. And then it's not just one bill. It's not just the contact energy. It becomes all your bills. And so mm. you're looking, how many of these can I do it for? So you 80, 20, 80% of your bills should be on direct debit, 20% credit card. People are like, that's not going to change your life. But it does. Every but- little bit counts, man. Like, I went for 27, of my year, 27 years of my life without living out of a calendar. And then I changed to living in Google Calendar. Fuck. Game changing, yeah. It's like... I don't think people realise that's that's like fifty percent of getting everything done because mm. you just like like I just look at it. I'm like, okay, cool. I can see exactly what's on for the week. I can add shit in, delete it, and I don't have to let that consume my brain. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I was going to say is, but there's eight out of ten bills. So let's say okay, you've got ten that you have to pay in a year uh, in a month. Sorry, well, there's 120 for the year. 
But now 80% of them you're not having to do. So there's like 90 of them are dusted for you. So that's 90 times you're not going to get distracted throughout the year where it's like, oh, I got this email, now I need to pay that credit card bill. And you go, oh, I can't be bothered right now because I'm busy, I'll do it later. Mm. Okay, now you times it out again because you're having to do it. So the other uh, thing is I was getting mail and I'm like, this is so dumb. Why am I getting mail every time I have to unlock my mailbox because I'm in an apartment? I've got to open it up. I've got to choose what I'm going to do. If I'm going to throw it out. Whatever I'm then going to put into the recycling. And so I've tried to go through and everything that I'm going to get sent, the statements and shit, I'm just like, no, no, no. Like I don't want any of that yeah. shit because, again, it's just another touch point that I don't need. And the conclusion that I came to is that because we all get the same 24 hours in the day, right, but – when you start looking for efficiencies, they're everywhere. Massively, eh? Yeah, and that's what I think happens with your brain is once you start, once you choose something like, okay, I want to be more productive, then you start looking for ways that you can actually do it. And then two or three years later, you've filled in all of that wasted time with real productive shit and people are like, man, how do you, like, how do, you do 200 podcasts in a year? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I actually don't know anymore. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, two years ago. I turned off all my mail. Oh, two years ago, like I changed this. Oh, two years ago, I decided I'd never want to go into a supermarket again. Mm. You know, I want to do that five times a year. Yeah, yeah. And I had to go and change all these little things and then it gives you time somewhere else. And it seems so simple and it is, but so few of us will do it because we'll just carry on doing the same shit that we've always done. Yeah. It's sort of like we're almost ingrained in a non-productive way. And it yeah. takes a while to train yourself out of it. Especially Kiwis. Yeah, like I've gone through a bit of a wave of, of really putting effort into it over the last 12 months. And now I can feel it starting to become second nature. Like I'm just noticing little things everywhere. Mm. And I thought I was pretty good. But like I'm going to suck like an extra hour or two out of my day, I reckon. Which you can pound that over 52 weeks of the year. Yeah. I'm going to get 50% more shit done. Well... I was thinking about this as I was walking back from the supermarket drop, click and collect, so I don't have to go in there, and fortunately my partner actually ordered the groceries for me, I just had to go and grab That's them. That's efficient. And they, yeah, and they are downstairs, so I go down, and I get back, and I'm walking back into my apartment, a car rolls up, you've got to swipe a key thing to open the roll the door, it took like 30 seconds to do it. Mm. I'm thinking, how? Like My brain is like, okay, as soon as I get to that fucking swipey thing, mm. I want to be pushing that. But that's how wired towards efficiency and productivity is am now that, you know, I see that person, I think, mm. what are the, what are, where is their brain? Like, oh, I'll, I've got to it. I know that I can't get through this roll the door unless I go through it 100 k's an hour and just bash yeah. it down. <laughs> I need to open it. And instead of being ready for that, they are just like, oh, shit, I better find my key tag now. Where is it? Oh, not sure. Um, that's why they can get away. The government can get away with adding speed bumps everywhere because no one gives a fuck. Mm. I'm like, we we don't need to slow this country down. We need to speed it up, man. Like, we're going the wrong way about this. And that's where it comes back to valuing your time. And most of us have been taught to go into a role and swap time for money. Mm. So then you don't truly learn how to value your time because you aren't, you're not in a vehicle that will teach you shit. You don't want to wait 30 seconds twice a day at the swipey thing to get your car in and out of that garage. Mm. You want to be at the place you want to get to because you know you've got that your time is valuable. It's not just, oh, fuck it. Like if I'm five minutes late, who cares? I'm only getting paid minimum wage mm. or whatever that is. So I think the understanding the value of time 
and squeezing that is is its own journey. And and the more you focus on it, you you end up seeing it. But mate, that isn't actually what we sat down to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> shock, shock, horror with us. We've both been out and about a little bit all over the country. I've been uh, down south, mate. I've been to uh, Queenstown, Invercargill, Wanaka, back to Auckland. And admittedly, that's probably a pretty affluent area. Was the Cory Lounge really busy? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Both days. I did fly on Christmas Eve and I flew on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Yeah. You'd think that'd be packed, eh? Yeah. But I think people flew the days before because I think those were Fridays or Saturdays. Oh, yeah. So I read someone saying the day before Christmas Eve, this is the busiest days in airports across the country. So I think I missed it by a day. Nice. Pro hack as well. I didn't take a bag. Like, I didn't take a um, chicken bag. No, just carry on, walk straight through, bang. Yep. Um, and I try and take an early flight because... Was, was your was your car at the valet parking when you turned back up or did it get towed? <laughs> I had to Uber. I, <laughs> I had to Uber. Um, but those are two things that I've found are handy. Don't want to wait for a bag to come off of the thing. I know that these things sound extreme, but when you travel like a lot and stuff, you start to challenge yourself. I find whenever I pack a bag, mm. I get home and I'm like, fuck, I packed a lot of shit that I didn't end up using. Yeah. By the end of my travels that I went on last year, I had some sort of status or some shit they give you and they put priority tags on my bags um, and they would always come out first. Nice. And I was like, that's quite cool. I want to keep that. I don't, I have to look into making sure I keep that. Mike's <laughs> like, got no <laughs> idea what the status thing is. Nah. <laughs> that's quite cool. Yeah. But also yeah. the um, premium chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. That was quite cool because you just walk in to a machine that's like separated from the rest of the country that are trying to fly on the same flight and you just walk straight up and just pass your bag over and bounce and then it's the first one out on the carousel when you get out the other side. Yeah, and I really like that. You know, I think there's, um, you go overseas and stuff and you go to theme parks and shit and you can pay extra to be able to go to a separate line. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about this. When we were in Singapore, I went to a theme park and they had like a, you could you could buy like the premium package and I was like, it's the same rides. Yeah. And then when I got there, I was like, ah, <laughs> Fuck, those motherfuckers are lining up for five minutes. We're lining up for 20. Yes. <laughs> but again, you, you know, you sort of go, oh, well, we haven't been taught to value our time. But the people selling to us have figured out that some people have. Yeah. And you, know? you can charge an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everything is based on that now. Like, Uber Eats, yep. you know, like, you click and collect, all of mm. these things that are, I feel like we don't take advantage of them enough in New Zealand, but, man, it's there, and... Like, I pay so much money for convenience, eh? Like, I pay money for YouTube so I don't have ads. But you've transitioned from not valuing your time or not understanding that concept to now mm. doing it right. So I bet when you've clicked at that theme park and realised, oh, shit, you would have thought, fuck, I got this wrong. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, we could have we could have spent an hour less and done the same amount of stuff if I just paid the double price or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And you've been, uh, in your two days you head off, mate, <laughs> you've been fishing, no doubt? Yeah, we've been fishing. We did a bit around Auckland. One of my mate's dads came over from Aussie and we took him to try and catch him his first kingy. And we ended up playing with sharks, so um, that was interesting. But yeah, a couple of couple of trips. Went up to, parents have a beach house up north, so I went up there for a couple of days and hung out with them. We won the, uh, we won the, the local fishing comp up there. Nice. In and out, mate. Get up there when the fishing comp bounce. That's how I roll. And then, um, yeah, I was just stunned at the liquidity of the economy right now, eh? Yeah. I was, every beach or boat ramp I went to was full. Every gas station was full. Like, every 
shop and cafe that I drove past was full. Um, like the economy is absolutely fucking roaring. It is a yeah. I I couldn't see anywhere like visually, or or even feel. It actually feels like it's just humming. Like it feels better than it did in April this year. Uh, last year, mm. yeah, it feels like it's like wow, we've come out the back of a, a 2022 recession and now it's ripping, which is a little bit concerning for the inflation numbers in January 25th. Yeah, that'll actually be the previous quarter, but yeah, true, yeah. So we won't find out those until yeah, whenever three months July after that. or some shit, yeah. which will probably be then higher again because looking at the data, Boxing Day biggest spend on record. That's an interesting one, eh? Prices have gone up. Yeah, prices. It was like a. It was like two point six percent up, right? Yeah. So, so hundred really million dollars worth of retail revenue, or something like that, up by two point six percent. But the prices of everything is up seven and a half percent. So it's actually so quantity-wise, it would be down. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. eh? and maybe yeah. margin down mm. for businesses because yep. if they've got increased costs as well. True. Um. So you got to be a little bit careful with the stats and data when you see it like this because they like, don't mention that. I, I'm always interested why. They don't think. I feel like they've got enough smart people to tell Point you the out. truth around that. Yeah, because Christmas Eve was twice the size of Boxing Day. And in terms of retail shopping? Yeah. Yeah, but like there's a shit ton of people like me that are like, oh, fuck, I better go buy presents. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xmas Eve, Boxing Day, so big numbers. And again, we and, but we've had Adrian saying, please stop spending. mm We've talked about this a number of times. We did pot after pot on this about how people will get to Christmas time and they'll go, "Fuck you! I'm not, I'm not decreasing my lifestyle you, you for your know, ripper you, economics chat." I feel like there's two, um, there's two trains of thought out there, eh? Like because leading to leading into December, I feel like the word on the street was like, "Oh shit, next year we're fucked." Mm. Like that was like everyone was talking about. It, everyone was kind of worried. So I think there's part of that, and they're going, "It's Christmas time. I don't give a fuck. This might be my last hurrah." Yeah, I think there's a bit of that round, um, and then there's just like just straight naivety to don't care about the economy at all, which is great, you know, ignorance is bliss, and it's just Christmas time again for anyone. Yep. You know, I remember when I was younger, and I'd come into this time and go away to the mountain party and do whatever, and I just I'd like spend December saving up for it and rinse every dollar I had, knowing that I'd just come back to my job in January. Yeah, it's a good point. That's you know, probably the it's just same. how I rolled. I didn't know anything about the economy or, you know, that spending was going to be hard in 2009. I was just like, fucking let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to escape from my shit life. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it for January. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's plenty of that round, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, like, what's that um saying or that type of spending? I think it's called revenge spend. Where people are probably mm. like, oh, well, if 2023 sucks, I'm going to make the most of the end of 2022. And yeah. it's sort of on the back of um, the pandemic, people were like, I haven't been able to travel, fuck this. Yeah, some of the I'm shit book like went vertical. Two trips. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that, well, that's what I did. I booked 38 trips. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did your whole lifetime's trips in one year. The other thing that I cannot stop hearing from all clients, no matter what industry they're in, hairdressers, construction, hospitality, accounting, like you name it, every industry, wherever we turn, well, I just can't find the staff. Mm. Can't find the staff. And I just, no one's been able to answer where the fuck they all are. Yeah. It's no, an interesting it, one, eh? And unemployment's at a low, so that explains it. But people can't be 
like they must have been leave like lo- losing a job or or leaving a job and getting one straight away. Mm. And so that it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes them to actually get unemployment increasing, and whether they'll fudge those numbers a bit or who knows. It's really hard to read the data because we have that job seeker thing as well. Yeah. Which I don't removes, truly understand that. Yeah. I have to go and research it. It looks like it removes people from the unemployment list or something. And there's a big percentage on that. So I don't know how the fuck it works. What it feels like is, and we've had this before in New Zealand, is it feels like we're lacking skill. Yeah. And there's just not enough people to fill the roles, you know. Um, and also people are expecting more. And so they're like, nah, I don't want to go do that for that amount. Mm. And so they're... Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're then just like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just get a benefit. Like, I think they're no, going, no. oh, hey, I'll move jobs. And because the market's so tight and people are desperate, so they go, okay, we'll pay you a 107 grand rather than 105 or whatever. And they're like, well, I'm currently on 100. You yeah. bloody beauty. Like, I'll take 107. Yeah, I definitely think there's a bit of that going around. I just, there doesn't seem to be any financial pressure, eh? I know that there is because I've talked to people that are that are in it, but not on like a, high percentage scale yeah I feel like I don't know maybe we'll be talking in February and it'll be all different well I just wonder like if you compare it to let's compare um, what's happening in say America to New Zealand right so in America all those tech companies and unless Amazon is a good example they had to employ so many people because people were at home shopping from home Mm. and their shit was just popping off Yep. So they needed to staff and they needed to be cranking. And we saw the same thing with Countdown and whatnot through the pandemic. It was like, hey, we need staff to work in yep. the warehouses and shit. We can't keep up because people were going fucking nuts yeah. to, just to buy shit. But I don't think we had an industry that really took off for us and carried the country a little bit mm. a, as such. In, but but if in America, like Amazon, for instance, they hired hundreds of thousands of people, mm. same with the tech companies and stuff, so then they'll let them go. Mm. And then they can be redeployed across the country. I think for us, people just found some form of work and were like, well, I want some security, so mm. yeah, I'll do this. Oh, hey, inflation's here. I've heard about this. I've read about this. You should be giving me a pay rise. Employers were kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I suppose I'd probably better because I need to keep employing you. And it looks like old mate down the road would hire you instead. So then naturally r- wages have just risen People's expectations of that have risen. Mm. Um, but there's no like, oh, fuck, it's very evident that next year we are, you know, all real estate agents are going to quit their jobs and they're going to go now work in tourism, mm. which was turned off. And all those tourism people pulled out and it's like, where did they go? Did they get reallocated in the market? Are they slowly going back? Yeah, it's a weird one, man. I, uh, breaking down the dynamic of what's happened is bloody messy. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to figure out. I've not seen anyone being able to answer this with exact sort of like, hey, here's exactly what happened, because I don't think anyone knows. Nah, it doesn't seem to be. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how lots of countries in the world have got a shortage of people when in 2019 we didn't. Mm. Like, we didn't wipe out a billion people with COVID. Yeah. We wiped out, like, fuck all. So, and they were old. They weren't working anyway. So I'm not really sure how it's worked. It's something to do with printing too much money and you can't print people when there's so much money chasing the same amount of people and, and goods. Yeah, that's a good point. And then there's heaps of opportunity for every industry. They just mm. can't do it. I spoke to a um, a hairdresser yesterday, New Year's Eve, mm. and they were saying that they've gone from, I think, 20 to 25 hours on the tools a week to, to 35. 
wow. back to cutting because like, we just can't get for people to cut the hair. Yeah, but people still want their hair cut. Yeah, yeah. So never. Yeah, at the moment they can't work on their business as much as they used to because yep. they're actually having to be in it. And even um, you know, spending some time down down south, bigger farming area, same thing. Oh, we just can't. You know, we just can't get people to do the work, um, and they're just not there. But then I've got clients who bring in workers from the Philippines and stuff, mm. and they're on a smaller scale compared to some of the big dogs. Yeah, and they're like, "Yep, I've got fifty people coming in over the next twelve months, and then I'm, I'm, you know, this construction company or these guys have noticed what I'm doing. They're like, can you get me six plumbers? Can you get me six electricians and shit? And I'm like, mate, you know, that's fifty for you, but there's some guys doing this at a big scale. He's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. They've got three hundred like lined up to come in. Whoa. <laughs> and you just sort of think, wow, like, that is a shit. To me, that feels like a lot of people. Like, it feels like you, you wouldn't go and just get 50 mm-hmm. new employees for your business or projects unless you had this. And I always ask them, like, is there any chance that this, this work won't go ahead? And they're also like, nah, like, it's pretty de-risk. And it's like, oh, no, it's these guys that are going to be paying for it. Or, oh, these guys are got a pretty big cash buffer. Oh, no, it's this one. It's government contract. that will have to go ahead. has to be done. Shit. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? And I, I think as well, there's just like a bit of loose spending going on from, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously all of us as mm. well. We were just out there revenge spending, but then even at a government level and whatnot, where we pumped in so much money, but it's it got allocated, but it's still going through the system. Yeah. <coughs> and we've had yeah. people telling that. us about like projects that have gone from, oh, that'll be 500 grand worth of work to, oh, it's now just gone past 3 million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, governments are hilarious in that regard, eh? Mm. They just have... They they don't have any hurt. They didn't earn the money, so they just blow it, and it doesn't hurt out the other side either. You know, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I definitely think that some government spending could be tightened up, but <coughs> it's um, in terms of the 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 private sector, it's a interesting one. There's definitely still some loose as spending going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong. I might just be like battening down the hatches for no reason, eh? Mm. starting to feel that but that's normally I always try and think of why I start thinking a certain way but you like as we've always said we're probably 6 or 12 months early because too, too close to the yeah the think like you can kind of see where it's headed yeah yeah it's um it's an interesting one eh? I just think that I don't I don't it feels like I, when I look at the mortgage numbers and I look at the cost that it's going to have on the economy it can't not have an effect mm. next year i've got a mate who earns good amount of coin over in australia i was watching this is my new year's eve mate so i was a bit sick yesterday so i was lying in bed and i was watching uh, uh highlights reel for half an hour of the main economic stories in australia for 2022 and part way through they were talking <laughs> <laughs> new year's eve for luke what a fucking That's loser so eh? good eh <laughs> What a loser I am. God save me. Hope you enjoyed your time at yeah. Rhythm of Vines, people out there. I was watching the top five stories of economics. Fuck, that sounds grim. That's hilarious. Anyway, halfway through, it talked about interest rates going up, right? ANZ Economist interviewed, we're expecting the, because this is my Australian accent, we're expecting the, uh, this is a female Australian accent too, the official cash rate to be 1.25% by May, yeah, by May, the, oh no, by the end of this year, and 2.25% by May 2023. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's above 3%. Googled it. Yeah, sure enough, it's 3% at the end of 2022. 3.1, yeah. And, <laughs> and you just think, 
that person gets paid easily six figures. Mm, multiple, multiple six figures. To be well fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's easy in hindsight to go back and be like, wow. But it just shows you we've got no idea what's nah. really sort of happening. But, you know, I was, I was telling my mate in Australia because I, I said, mate, this must be impacting you when people are getting given this incorrect advice. Mm. And he said to me, yeah, mate, like I've gone through on our two properties that we have. So they've got their family home and their rental. They brought it to the absolute top of the market. Good income earning family, but they've, they've had children as well, expensive daycare times, and so they're learning the cost of that. And he said, our costs are going to increase by three and a half grand per month. But, Jesus. But uh, we only have $1,000 left over at the end of each month. And oh, I'm like, fuck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think I sent you the stat yesterday where there's about $250 billion worth mm. of debt in Australia rolling off between July and December. Um. And, yeah, my mate has already solved it. He's figured out how to solve it. But he's aware and he's knowledgeable and... There'll be people that won't be. Yeah, and he's lucky enough to have the means to be able to solve it. For a lot of people, Mm. they're going to get to that. And it's sort of like that tweet, I think I read it out, where someone was saying, you know, my interest rate's going from this to this. This should be illegal. Like, what the fuck? Like, banks are disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They never told me this when I got the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, We should be able to sue them for this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, why don't I've we all just few, stop paying our mortgages? Yeah, I've seen a few comments like that online, eh? Yeah, and yeah, maybe we're just too into this shit, and so then you kind of, it's not a, like, whatever happens normally isn't a surprise to me. No. But for a lot of people, I think 2023 could be. Um, so, yeah, what I, what I said to my mate yesterday is, I think we've become so good at, at really only taking action when we're forced to. Keyword being forced to. Yeah, this is a different cycle though, eh? Like we, I've said it to so many people, like we've had a 40-year downtrend in interest rates. A couple of spikes, but no way near this aggressive and completely manageable. Um, And we've had recessions in those times. Yeah. So like this time, like I've said before, interest rates have gone up 4 million thousand percent in 12 months or 18 months. And it hasn't hit the market yet. No. And it's real different. Like, they're, we're fighting off inflation. Inflation is still roaring. And interest rates have already gone up by how much they've gone up. Like, it's it's an odd one, mate. Yeah. It's a weird one. I just, I can't really see how it can be avoided. It'll, but, yeah. Oh. Like, we'll be forced to, and people will be forced to. I, I do think that. I think That's that. That's the key word, eh? Forced to. Yeah. I think, um, like, like me and you both saying, like it's absolutely humming out there, and Adrian Orr wants to put a stop to that. I wonder what he like. He can't be out there pissing up and shit because I reckon it'd be a bad look for him to be out having a pretty lavish this time of year when he's telling everyone, "Hey, can you please stay at home and not do this?" Well, smoke? you've seen him on the booze down in Wellington, eh? It was a long time ago. It was just post the pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I mean, when I say on the booze, he was having a beer with his family. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, of course, fair enough. <laughs> I think what it is, mate, is it goes back to this fundamental that we always speak to clients about, the all-beard model, uh, above the line, below the line thinking, ownership, accountability, responsibility. When you can start to default yourself to that, life becomes a lot easier. Mm. But naturally, we default to blame, excuse, deny. So at the moment, people are probably in that denial stage um, that, you know, things aren't, well, things are actually still seem pretty sweet. Um 
well, maybe you need to start preparing for the back end of 2023. Oh, nah, I don't really need to because I reckon I'll, like, that's probably all shit. The media probably all shit or oh, I should get a um, you know pay rise before then anyway, so I don't need to do anything. But then we'll get to that time and then we'll be forced into making some changes and be like, oh, fuck the banks. These guys are pricks. Like, this is disgusting. Mm. Oh, this government, blah, blah, blah. Whereas ownership, accountability, responsibility, it is, okay, I made the decision to take on this debt. I've got to own it or I made the decision to roll the dice on my investments into crypto and lost it all. I need to put my head back down and try and recover mm. that. Um, accountability, actually, you know, accepting some of those decisions that you made and then and asking people to hold you accountable as well and then taking responsibility. Rightio, I know that rates are, are going to be increasing. So ahead of that, I'm going to figure out how to increase my income. I've done a budget to see what it's going to do for me. It's a completely different way of living. But 80% of people will default to below the line, blame, excuse, deny. Mm. I think we've to become successful, I truly believe you have to get above the line and you've got to focus on ownership, accountability, responsibility. And because we've tried so hard to do that, and then we've gone probably too far, we're like, everything's my fault. Mm. That's um, how I roll. Yeah. Then it's hard to relate to the people that live so far down the other end that are, that are tweeting, like, I can't help myself but laugh when it's like, fuck, the banks, um, we should sue them for, mm. you know, raising interest rates because they're so far down the blame, excuse, deny, and we're so far down the, like, everything is is my fault. Mm. And those are probably the two extremes of that sort of concept. But I think that the healthier way to live, well, I know, is to be above the line because your life gets easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 2022 was easily the best year of my life. Yep. And it's like the first year that I've been like, every single thing I do make get, get that goes wrong is my issue. It's mean. It's freeing, eh? It's yeah. contradictory because you'd think that it would make your life harder because then you're blaming yourself more. Nah, it gets you into a problem-solving mode where you just, where you like critical think and try and prevent things from happening again. And then you just compound because of that because you don't let those things happen again because you learn from it. And you feel um, more powerful because mm. then you're not delegating, fixing those things down to like, oh, it can't be done because like the bank did this or whatever. You're actually like, okay, what can I do? And I, I never forget, I saw post-COVID just the amount of people in tourism, big dogs, just losing their shit mm. on LinkedIn. I thought, this is so interesting. You know, you've, you, I go to their profile, they never post. But now they're like forced, their backs against the wall, and so they're just fucking, you know, they're wild and they're, mm. you know, they're fired up by their emotions and stuff, and they're, they're popping off at different industries. They're saying the government shouldn't have allocated that money over there. It should have been to the tourism, and like it was never good enough. thought, what a, like it's, you could see where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's just blame, excuse tonight, falling below the line. And if people would pop up every now and then and say, hey, you guys in tourism have had 10 great years. Like, didn't you stack aside for something like this? Like, did you not think that something could go wrong? Mm. We could never have predicted the pandemic. How fucking dare you, you know? And then they, they would get piled on and stuff. And we're very good these days at not actually wanting to, to take any ownership for our shit. Mm. And maybe that comes back to society's teachings or what we're encouraging kids to think or this whole sort of, uh, participation thing over actually, you know what, mate? Like you participated, but you do suck. So I wouldn't suggest you keep coming back to this because it's going to waste a period of your life. Yeah. Oh, you can't tell them that, you know? 
Yeah, at least take some ownership. In that regard now, eh? Yeah, move them into a different direction where they could be really good. Mm. Not like encourage them to just be mediocre, but we seem to be going more down that path, and then people can't build up resilience and create losers. Yeah, I um a good example, mate, for me this break. Um, Tears, my partner's really into water skiing and she loves it. For me, I couldn't give two fucks, to be honest. <laughs> I'm never like, I want to go and jump on that thing and try and learn how to ski on the top of water. And I've never done that, but it's really important to her. And I'm like, okay, like I will do that at some stage when we, when we go. Um, and so we went down, down and they took the boat out and they're like, right, we'll teach you to water ski. <laughs> and by about, she said, oh, people get up onto these water skis between six and ten things. And she was fucking with me because she knows like how I'm wired. So I'm thinking, well, I'll do it in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I then had been, uh, tried to go wakeboarding with some mates quite a while ago. And I just couldn't figure out how to get up. It just, and I had to give up. And then I was just like, I, I can't do it. Oh. And I actually thought this would be really easy because I'd done skateboarding as a kid. And I was like, fuck, this would be easy. Hold on to these handles that pop out of the water <laughs> and off you go. And I'm like, why can't I do this? And so... I sort of had this, oh, you know, my brain's telling me, oh, this could be the same as that. You know, you're not actually going to be able to get up. How many times are you going to give it? And I'm like, man, these guys aren't going to let me, you know, have any excuses. They're going to force me to. And anyway, by the third time, I sort of got up. The first time, I'm like, man, I'm going to do the splits because you're on two. Mm. And I'm going to do the splits and just rip myself in half here. Like, as soon as this gets challenging, I'm going to drop this fucking thing so I don't get hurt. (laughs) But that's what the brain's designed to do, right? It's like, I've got to keep you comfortable. I've got to make sure you're safe. And then by the second one, I'm just like, oh, okay, I kind of think. And then third one, I'm up for a tiny bit and then, you know, falling over. And then I think by the fourth one, I got up for a bit. And then um, I we went down a bit further and I, and I fell off and I was like, yeah, fuck, that's me. Like, I've surely... Uh, yeah, I'm I've, done. I've surely I've satisfied I'm everyone. i world number one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 put your ski back on. You've got to ski all the way back to the... Um, Back to the shore, I'm like, fuck, man. But I just wouldn't do that. I'd just be like, I don't want to, so I'm not going to do this. Yeah. So I so I do that, and then Taz's dad said to me, mate, if I were you, I would, uh, I would sit back on that lake, and I would reflect on what went right for you, because I kind of, I wouldn't say nailed it, but I didn't fall off by the last one, so yeah. I kind of got the hang of it. Reflect on what you did right for those ones, and then later on we'll throw you back on, and you'll you'll probably nail it. And an older version of me would just be like, I'm fucking, I, I didn't really need to do this in the first place, <laughs> like, I, you know. But it, it, admittedly, like it was it was heaps of fun. And I'm going just going back to trying to get up. I had a moment of fuck. This is just the same as wakeboarding. I can't do this. Mm. But then, like, I'm luckily, I've taught myself to look at that thinking and go. Like I can feel myself going away. My my like I can feel the energy of myself changing. I'm like, well, how can kids do this shit? How can a thousand other people do this? Like, mm. it, it, it's doable. So fuck up and just actually do it, or just figure out how to do it. And so that's what I did. So then I do the do the thing, and then I now that I've learned to try and be coachable, and I have a personal trainer as well. And sometimes I'll just go like, he'll say you're doing this wrong, and then he gets kind of frustrated with me, and then I get frustrated I'm like fuck just calm down and it goes back to what you were talking about the other day of the pod with you know going to buy your car and you you just want to I sometimes you know I want to default to just being an absolute loser like oh fuck you then like I've been this PT (laughs) session like I'm out of here I'll just go have a sauna instead but I'm like no I'm 
someone's trying to coach me and they can see that I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. And so anyway, later in the day, basically it was right out, you know, get back on. And, and I did a whole lap unassisted without falling off. Man. Yeah. Happy days. Off to the world champs. And that's what I said. I'm like, okay, <laughs> hey, anyone want to pay for some lessons? <laughs> um, <laughs> Shit. But there's, there's some good, for me, that was, it's one of those things that I can, like, I'll do that and I won't, like the story for me is I could see all of the things that could have gone wrong through that through that instance. Yeah. Um, but I can see like why my brain's trying to get me to think like that. You know, why I'm thinking, oh, just pull the pin or I get halfway around, I'm kind of done it. I'm like, okay, that'll, you know, that's enough for me now. And then someone trying to tell me, right, sit down and actually think what you did right. Mm. And I'm like, they're just trying to, I'm like, that's actually a really good suggestion because yeah. then I'm going to go. And so that's what I did. And then the next time I go around, and, and there's also, you know, there's people watching, and it's like, oh, man, if I can't do this, like, they can all do it. That's mm. embarrassing. But, again, I'm like, that's just the fear of rejection. That's just the fear of embarrassment. And because I've learned all of these things, it's so much easier yeah. to go through life. Yeah, I mean, this is what, like, we were talking about at the start, right? This is the 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 more and better mindset, and you, you're not allowed to have excuses when you're trying to improve on everything. Yeah. So you've just got to be like, once you get the thing out of your head that like, I don't give a fuck about wakeboarding or skiing or whatever. Once you get that out of your head and you're like, right, I've just got to fucking do this and got to get it done today. Yep. And then it's like, okay, if I'm going to do it, do it, do it properly. Put, and then you start thinking and putting effort into it and being like, okay, what did I do wrong there? Here we can do this. And then you just get in the in the groove and then you end up standing up. Yeah. Yeah, it's how, it's how you've got to roll, eh? It's how my 2023 is going to roll, mate. I like it. What have we got planned for 2023, mate? Have you anything over this last week that has made you uh, think differently? Or No, nah, I think 2022 was like a year where it opened my brain to, to a couple of things more than ever. Um, I'm, really, I'm really open-minded on how to scale now. Yeah. Um, two things. I can th- I'm capable of thinking bigger. It's more possible for me now, which is always been a barrier for me um and then also thinking longer term like i'm thinking way longer term like i'm trying to get stuff done every minute of every day and improve and make it better um but like stuff becomes impossible not to achieve if you think in two decades nice so if i'm like okay in two decades i want to be making a certain number let's say two million dollars per year i've got two decades to work on that and when you start breaking that down, it's really hard not to achieve it, eh? Mm. And, you know, it, change, it changes the way that you think, actually. And uh, It definitely does. Yeah. But yeah. It, it sounds... I've been told to do that years ago. And I never sort of... I, 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 I've always had a reasonable long-term view. I've always, like, for the last five, ten years, five to seven years, I've, like, written out my goals and then reverse-engineered the backwards... But now I'm thinking in like a quite a bigger scale way and then making it over like 20 years then what it needs to look like when I get to 10 and then, you know, I've cut it up into quarters and stuff and it's like changed the game for me. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, think big, thinking longer term and then thinking in 25-year blocks almost or even 20. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, I think this is a time We're, of year where people are thinking resolutions and change one thing or I just you know, think I think they're a bit of a waste of time eh mm. I think they're good for direction but that they are a waste of time and that so many people don't have a structure 
to be able to do it. And that's mm. where uh, in Atomic Habits, the book around habits, they talk about systems versus goals. How mm. trying to get systems in place is far better for you than goals. Mm. So as an example, you, you're talking about scale, right? So what that looks like is, all right, say you want 30 brokers, I think I saw uh, on your LinkedIn post the other day. Was that right? How many? Yeah, I want, said I'm looking for I want 75 plus overall. Yeah. And your recent post, there was saying, you said something about, I'm looking for X amount. I want my goal, my sort of mini goal for this year is one per month. So 12. Gotcha, it was 12. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking 12 people, but you're not just like, okay, sweet. Like I'll, I'll just hopefully 12 brokers turn up in front of you. You're then thinking, well, even if they do, they might not be very good. Mm. So that's not going to work. Nah. Because that's not actually going to get to your goal of... I could get 12 people signed up as brokers straight away. Yeah. But I need the right personalities. I need the right work ethic. I need, you know, everything. The right morals. like Teachable people. Yeah, yeah. learning capabilities. So it's a, it's a hard work. And apparently you can't get any people. So yeah. it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. And so then you've probably realized, well, you're going to have to do the teaching. So then you're putting together systems and processes for people to be able to work through. That's what I've been at work doing the last few days. Yeah. Is just building out like a, a, this basically learning program that means it's repeatable and I don't have to sit down for six hours, five days a week for the first three weeks and teach this person this. I can just be like, here's the beginning, here's the start program. You need to be really good at this. Yeah. And then two or three people can do it at once if they all turn up and I don't have to do it individually because mm. I was taking up so much time training the first ones. So now you've focused on systems and processes yep. which will help you get to your ultimate goal but one of those metrics is 12 people. Those 12 people aren't really the goal. They're just part of the bigger overall the giant picture yeah. Yeah, of what yep. you're trying to create. And yeah, that's, I think it's if we can put systems into our life they can it can dramatically improve the way of life is rather than just be like, oh well, at the end of this year, I'm going to you know have a six pack. Like, okay, great goal, but what processes or systems do you need to have mm. in order for you to be able to do it? Um, the final thing, mate, I just want to finish on. I read this this morning, and it's a concept that I came across at the start of lockdown. And I hadn't sort of seen it since, and this person wrote about it in a bit of a different way, and I thought it's really important. And when I read about this prior to lockdown, it was uh, an older Indian dude, and he was explaining how people are really going to struggle through COVID and through lockdowns, and there'll be heaps of divorces, there'll be anger, there'll be people um, have mental health issues, and you're sort of like, yeah, okay, well, that's, that's natural. And then I'd seen other people talking about that, and psychologists and stuff, and then there was no solutions and no explanation as to why. I thought this is interesting that they can go on TV and say, oh, we're expecting you know, marriage breakups to increase through lockdown. It's like, why? Oh, because people are going to end up fighting. You're like, yeah, fighting would lead to a breakup. Makes sense. But what this Indian bloke spoke about was that we're human beings, but we don't know how to be beings anymore because we're more likely to be human doings. And we've become so used to having to do heaps of shit that it's really, really hard just to be. And there's probably hours and hours you could read into trying to figure out what the difference is. Mm. But people are really going to struggle 
to go from being out there doing so much shit that we've been trained to do for years and go to this for that from nine to five and then come home to this and take this person to that and do this gym and blah, 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 to then like, hey, sorry, you just got to sit inside your house for a while and you just got to be a human being. Mm. You just have to like be in that moment. Like, what the fuck? No one's taught me how to do this. And I was then reading about this morning and it was talking about in business, most of the time we're doing and the purpose of having a break or giving yourself time to look after yourself is that you get to go back into being a being, mm. a human being. And that is usually when all of your shit starts to come up. Like, I need to solve that. I need to do that. I know I need to work on that. But when we're busy doing all the time, mm. we get to avoid all of that shit or we don't come up with any of the ideas. And you always hear people say like, oh, I just don't have the time to do that. Mm. And that should be an indicator for you that, well, you need to tidy up some of your processes and actually figure out how to put some time back into your life so that you can just be again. And and that could just be by, I need to just sit still and think. And it basically explains the whole concept for me of why every time I get on a plane, I just have some of my best ideas and write down heaps of shit and I'll put like goal is this how am I going to do it yeah because you can't touch anything else yeah you're locked up in a room basically yeah yeah and you're not allowed out for a couple of hours yeah so it forces you to start thinking about different shit exactly <laughs> yeah and yeah we'll go through some of those examples in, in another pod but I think it's just a very easy thing that people can think about is are you giving yourself any time just to be yourself mm. And it doesn't always have to be about doing. And that's what I've noticed so many times when I take a break or when I go somewhere different or when I just do fucking nothing and just be a human being, mm. my brain will still give me a thousand ideas. And I think, oh, shit. Yeah. And then I need to go back and start to um, to to actually put them into place. And um, the extra piece on that is that this is a good example of now I need a process and see how the whole thing works. So when I was being a being, I thought, I was looking at some different podcasts on Spotify and going, okay, who, it suggests other shows like this. And so I was looking at, I was trying to figure out, okay, wonder why, how Spotify worked that out, whether it's the same types of listeners listening to the same types of podcasts. And I thought, I need to get better at asking people to take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, because that's obviously what... Shit, I was thinking about this this morning, eh? Yeah. I was just thinking about this, like, all podcasts and YouTube videos and everyone does it now. Yeah. And I've heard people talk about it and said that it's like 10x the growth. Wow. Just by asking. Yeah, and it's, again, it's, it comes back to asking, right? And I know that that's important. And so I have, I'm like... I need to explain to people why that's really important and mm. stop and not just be like, hey, please, like, leave a review, whatever. And I'm like, okay. So then instantly my activator mind goes into, okay, well, I'll start writing that now. And I'm like, no, no, I'm still on a break and shit. I'll just make a note that that's one thing that I need to do. Mm. I don't need to do all of that right now. I'll just, cool, I've got my answer. And so then I go to the airport to come back and I get back into a bit of doing mode. And so I write this. 
A quick one, only a small percentage of people who listen to this podcast have left a review or actually subscribed to the podcast. If you subscribe, you will know when the latest episode is out. More than that, you'll help me help other people. I have a goal to help 100,000 Kiwis improve their financial literacy. I want to change the wealth of the nation. Pretty big claim. Keep the change will create the largest financial educational transformation seen. This is shit that I wrote down mm. before 200 listeners, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll just start speaking it out like further down the track. And now this is sort of it. When I was younger and had less understanding of my ego, I would think that I could achieve these things on my own. A more mature version of me realises I can't do these sorts of things on my own and this is where I need your help. By subscribing or listening or leaving uh, by subscribing or leaving a review, you tell the platform that you're listening on that uh, to that to this content and it's helping you and that in turn will ensure that the platform will suggest it for more people. If you haven't Learned something from the if you if you've learned something from this content, which I hope you have, please do me a huge favor and leave a review or subscribe. Thank you. And this morning I'm like, fuck, before we do the next podcast, I need to <laughs> read that out. <laughs> yeah, you need to do that every time. But I don't have a process or a reminder yeah. to do it. And I had forgotten about it. Yeah. Put that system in place, boy. Yeah. And then reading that out, I'm like, fuck, that's too clunky. I need to maybe I should read it and then have it or insert it partway through the podcast. Now I have to learn, okay, how do you do that? Um, but it's a good example of how just me like being and just doing some thinking and kind of not doing heaps of shit. I thought, hmm, I need to get better at that. And then I thought, well, I'll write something, but then without a process, I've already mm. forgotten to do it. Mm. So, so while we've got process. you, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny one. You, eventually, but. Moving forward and taking action in this regard and these types of things, eventually they will go into place. The systems will be built and it will become second nature and just part of it. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So just got to act on it, eh? Uh, my final couple of things, mate, whilst I'm talking the break, I went past the Clyde Dam. Have you ever been down south and seen that thing? Nah. Fuck, it's this big dam. I don't even really understand how dams work, but again, it just <laughs> reminds me. How do you not understand that? I don't need to know, yeah. but my brain is just blown away i'm thinking holy shit it's a big piece of engineering yeah exactly and Mm. i think that's right you know and i'm not i'm not in that area and sometimes when i can't be fucked i sort of think well hang on mate like there are people that couldn't be fucked building a dam that you're now probably using the electricity from and that shit was probably way harder than what you're doing (laughs) you know so just suck it up and and, dangerous yeah (laughs) um and i always use those little things to just change the way I might be thinking or, or sometimes it's good to make sure that you remind yourself that you're a pussy yeah yeah and just how easy yeah it is compared <laughs> to you know, and just how smart they are to actually figure out how to do that and I'm thinking what's underneath all that water like how do they know how much water they could get to back that dam up before that thing snaps in half and shit like I you know and I don't need I don't need to know <laughs> but I just think man full credit to them but anyway um you can go on a bike trip and you can basically bike from Wanaka through to, to Clyde and then carry on going as well. But you can stop and Clyde and you can have a feed and whatnot. And I think it might be about 40Ks or something. We did about 30Ks of it. Admittedly, it wasn't on an e-bike, so it was nice. <laughs> it's, it's very simple. Again, going back to how we're making people's lives easier. But I did this and I got to the end of it and I thought, man, that's free. I'm like, who paid for that? Like, someone had to pay for it. Like, I wonder if the ratepayers paid for it. Mm. And that's where my businessy type brain kicks in and thinks like okay something's going on here and I had a quick google and there's a a charitable trust for it and 
you can donate money and stuff. And I, uh, one of the bridges along the trail had been paid for by someone someone else's charitable trust. Mm. And it must just be fuckloads of money to put this thing together. And I thought, I can come all the way down here and I can use this and I can have my brain like blown by, holy shit, like, look at this. And yeah. And I saw this real cool moment where granddad had his two grandkids going up the river Mm. on a boat in dead silence. He's just got a fishing rod over the back. The two kids have got um, life jackets on. He doesn't. I'm like, what a GC. <laughs> Their <laughs> lives before his. So what, like, what a cool moment. You have all these like special moments along the way, uh, and we really enjoyed it. And I thought, I don't have to pay for this. I'm like, this seems wrong. Mm. Like that. There's lots of things in New Zealand that we have like that, mm. which is pretty cool. You could so easily take it for granted. So, yeah. so I logged in and and donated a hundred bucks because I thought, you know, Taz and I did it, and then one of her friends had thought I would easily have paid fifty bucks to do this. So someone said to me at the start, Such "Hey, your experience, yeah, before we let you through this gate, you've got to pay like fifty bucks." I'll mm. be like, "Fuck, is that all?" Mm. So maybe I didn't even donate enough. But yeah, I think that's something people might want to think about this year as well. Is like if you are. Can you get out of your scarcity mindset? We have a very sort of like, oh, it should be free in New Zealand. Mm. Um, but I sort of thought, well, I, I don't contribute down here. I don't live down here. I don't pay any rates down here. Probably some of it was taxpayer money, um, but probably before my time contributing to taxes. Yeah. And then you go into Clyde and there's just this town that's built off the back of people doing this trek and shit and then staying there and, um, and visiting the dam and stuff, which I think Contact Energy might own. But maybe you want to think about, okay, if you're getting heaps of something out of whatever it is that you're value. doing. Yeah, value. Yeah. And then you're not actually transacting back, then maybe that's the thing you want to think about for 2023 as well. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. me, mate. Yeah, I think um, we're just going to have to rock and roll into 2023, eh? Yeah. Just um, full send, more and better. These first six months, there's no excuse not to hiss as well, because there's still going to be a six month lag before people be really, on, yeah, yeah, before people really realise like, fuck, I need to make some changes. Yeah, you need to have your foot through the throttle pedal now, eh? Yeah, at least January through to yep. June. Yeah, and when you hear more people complaining and more people whinging and shit, you're like, fuck yeah, this is it. Like this mm. is it's happening now. Mm. And when you hear that, try and just push the foot a bit harder. Mm. And try not to go down the path with them because that's where the that's where the exponential growth yeah happens. It's free growth. Yeah, honestly, it's so hard to believe that when everything turns to shit, you get free growth. But it is. It's like if you're on the right side of that fence, um, and you can capitalize on it. I'm not missing this one, eh? No, nah. I'm so fucking fired <laughs> up. <laughs> Good man, radio. Bring on 2023. Uh, I hopefully. Everybody out there had a safe Christmas and New Year period and are, uh, haven't overspent, got, especially got themselves into debt over this period when we're about to go into a period of higher rates and stuff where we need to be cleaning that shit up. And uh, we can all together have uh, an epic and best year of our lives. Fucking A, boy.